How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. You tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now, and it barely started. Man, we'll get to that. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, live. Really, I mean, barely, but alive. On 103.9 FM, WYAB. Broadcasting on our island out here in Florida, Mississippi. Because I feel like I drove through an ocean to get here. <laughs> Streaming worldwide at WYAB.com as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search WYAB. Podcast, as always, will be available if you miss any of the show because your car got disabled floating. Which reminds me of something funny. Hold on. I'll get back to it. Anyway, all joking aside, podcasts will be available uh, by 10 a.m. <clears throat> and you can go back and listen to this on demand anytime. Today is our 680th episode of The Clay Edwards Show, which that sounds like a lot more than it is. We haven't even been doing this three years yet, <laughs> but when you do it five days a week, they add up pretty quick. You know, it's raining cats and dogs, as, as people like to say. I don't even know what that means. It's raining a lot outside. Bad. Worst. That hands down. So I just drove here from Brandon. The stretch of interstate that I always complain about on here. Stretch of I twenty from the stack to the two twenty interchange was the worst driving experience I've ever had in my life. This morning, there was one other time that may have compared when I drove over here during a hurricane. Last year, maybe two years ago, but was determined to come do the do the live show that day. Not one of my smartest decisions. I should have watched the news this morning. If I had, there'd be a replay going. <laughs> Real talk. Anyway, well, you combine not a damn street light with Jackson drivers and rain so bad you can't see. There were cars literally about around the Ellis Avenue exit. As soon as we kind of come through the. Valley Street death curve. There was just cars randomly parked in the middle of the interstate that thought they were on the side of the road. It, it was strange, man. It was like a scene out of um, The Walking Dead or something. Just cars just abandoned on the interstate. Of course, they weren't abandoned. There were people in them, but just you couldn't see. You couldn't see anything. It was rough. My, my nerves were shot. I got on 49 coming up here, and it kind of died down a little bit. It's like it took the whole way here. I, I don't think I've ever driven so slow 
for such an extended amount of time. Everything went around me. <clears throat> I say all that to say this. You know some idiot is going to try to drive through the Gallatin Street Vidoc today. There will be, f- there will be photo- photographic evidence of somebody who thought that the turnaround don't drown sign was for, for everybody but them. And they get stuck because they didn't turn around. I, I tell you, man, if we would just let a few people drown, I think the problem would take care of itself. If nothing else, natural selection, we don't need them people on earth anyway. We don't need those people out here anyway. Um, Sean will be in. He was battling the same the same traffic situation I was. A lot of people had gotten off the interstate and were coming through the city streets area. So Sean, just taking his time to get here, that's fine. Better late than never. So we'll hold off on some of the things that I want to talk about until he gets here. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Unknown texture says, stay out of the Pearl Roses parking lot. It's already halfway under. I thought they fixed that, or they're in the process of fixing that. I know Mayor Jake has made that one of his <clears throat> one of his key things to get taken care of. That um, that parking lot's been something else over the years. Yeah, that's always been a running joke too. But I don't I don't blame that on the city as much as I do. Um, just the city outgrew its infrastructure there. I guess I don't know. I don't know. It, it does flood bad over there, but I think they got that fixed, or they are fixing it, as I said. Uh, Paul Stewart chimes in, says, Hugh Hewitt is a joke. I don't know why I torture myself like this. I I would have loved to have had somebody like myself on this morning talking about the weather instead of politics, but I listened to a couple other shows on the way in. Normally I listen to podcasts and stuff, but I couldn't even glance down at my phone to change the the what I was listening to, like to pick something else on YouTube or whatever. So I was just kind of going through the stations. I do like Doug Colson's sports show in the mornings. Um, I listen to it usually on the way in. I'll uh, I'll catch Daryl Arnold a little bit over on uh, that little station out of Pearl. I like Daryl. I don't I don't do Super Talk. It just it don't do it for me. <laughs> it just don't. I'm not trying to be a hater. I just it, 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 I'm not their demographic. I'll just say that. But uh. <clears throat> but yeah, I, 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 would, I wish somebody would do the weather. Like, I'm doing the weather right now. I'm telling you, I'll turn around, don't drown. If you can avoid getting out on the roads this morning, avoid getting out on the roads at least till daylight. Man, combining all that with uh, with night driving is Hades. Absolute Hades. Uh, um, I was on a podcast last night. I went and did with some folks out in Madison. It is called the, let me uh, tell you the name of it again. Let's see here. I never mind. He emailed me that. It's called the Misguided Podcast. I've shared it on all my social media. Uh, Daniel Anderson and uh, two two ladies whose names elude me off the top of my head had me over, and we just talked about how all this thing got started and got off into some con- some good conversations. So if y'all got some free time, you can go to my either one of my Facebook pages. It should be there, and check it out. It's called the Misguided Podcast. <clears throat> Let's see here. I did see this. Uh, Sean sent this to me this morning before I left the house. And we're going to get into the Trump stuff, I promise. 
You know, Trump ran rough shot in New Hampshire last night and never Nikki Haley. Uh, still ain't giving up, boy. She, she's a fighter. That's how she's going to market herself, right? She's a fighter. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the border stuff. Okay, we got Sean here now. We braved the weather. Thank you, brother. Uh, we'll get into his experiences coming in. But uh, we're going to talk about the border, man. Have y'all seen this video of the terrorist, the alleged terrorist coming across the border? Acting all entitled, somebody confronted him. He goes, you're all about to know who I am. All of you are going to know my name. Well, some people did, you know, a, uh, AI software or Google image search. We have found him. He is, in fact, a terrorist. Uh, so we, uh, that, That's what's going on at Joe Biden's border, that he's about to go to civil war with, with Texas, to continue to allow creatures to come across it illegally. But uh, before we get into that, we're going to take a break, give Sean time to get set up. I do want to say one thing locally here. Jackson going to Jackson. Uh, this story from WLBT says uh, the Jackson Police Department is investigating three separate shooting cases within just a matter of hours Tuesday. Quote, it was a very, very active day here in the city of Jackson. And and uh, one that is very concerning to me, says Police Chief Joseph Wade of the JPD. JBD confirmed that the first case took place Tuesday morning in the 100 block of Stokes Robertson. It's over in South Jackson, where they, a Savannah Street area, where officers discovered a 68 year old Charlene Grayer dead inside her home. They killed a 68 year old woman in Jackson. Do I, I really need I say more? Says uh, Chief Way says officers recovered a single shell casing, and that case has been confirmed as a homicide. Let's see here. The second case of the day happened uh, in the afternoon over at Cash Saver. That's the old Albertson's grocery store there on the corner of McDowell and Terry Road. Chief Wade said the situation began as an argument between two black males and a white male. Did I smell a hate crime? Did the, did, the, uh, did, the, did the two black guys jump the white guy? He says whatever the altercation the three were involved in escalated to gunfire Leaving the white male in critical condition. It's a hate crime. Sean, it's a hate crime in South Jackson. It is a hate crime in South Jackson. We'll get your headphones on in a minute. We'll get it all worked out during the break. I'm just, I'm uh, I'm running rough shot over here. It says uh, they ran away on, they ran away on foot. Uh, sorry, yeah, I missed most of that. I, uh, you know, was dusting off uh, myself from outside. It was, uh, <laughs> you know. But... T- Two black guys jumped and shot a white guy in South Jackson. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. is that one of the? I mean, there were so many. I sent you that article on mm-hmm. the shootings this morning. There was a bunch of those. Yeah, so we have a hate crime. <laughs> it's a hate crime in Jackson because <laughs> you know if I if I use black Democrat logic, you can only do something. You can only have an altercation with somebody of the other race if it is in fact race based or a hate crime. Which which shooting was that? I didn't. Uh, I mean, there was three of them. One was a lady that was in the house, right? That yeah, was shot dead. She got killed. This is the one that was in the Albertson with the food saver parking lot on McDowell. Okay, the one that used to be Albertson. Albertsons, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's how, the, how old we are because I just I totally remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I remember when they built it. Yeah, I remember when they built it too. That's. Right. I was like, because oh, what yeah. was it before that? What was that right? I don't think it was anything right there, was it? I, w- I thought, I there was an it auto was... zone in the parking lot at one time. I don't know okay. if it still is. But either way, it was a Rose's parking lot, and I just don't know that there was anything there. I just I feel like there was another group. Maybe I'm wrong. I just remember the Albertsons being new. Do you remember when yeah. it was? Oh, like, yeah. 
Because when they built it, we were like, man, we're going to have another parking lot to hang out in. Yeah. And the yeah. police never quite let us. Actually, <laughs> I don't even remember if it was the police. I think that right about that time was when South Jackson went to complete hell in a handbasket. Because that was mid-90s when they built it, right? Around yep. then? Yeah. Yep. They've yet to pull themselves out of that handbasket. Yeah. So that's two of the three shootings in South Jackson. You know, South Jackson has been a real uh, death spiral like the last few years, Sean. I don't... I think if you had to pick one area of town that has no chance of ever coming back, I, I think you got to really point to South Jackson. Man, I tell you what, it's a, it's like a bomb went off when you go through. I went there a couple years ago. It was like, yeah, no, it was a year ago, and I still had a friend that had a house over there that he was trying to get some stuff out of, and uh, or his, his parents did. Anyway, and uh, I was going down McDowell, and I used to, when I was in high school for a little while, I worked at that, remember the, the Papa John's on McDowell Road? Yeah. Well, right there next to the Amico. Yeah, next to the Amico, right? Yeah, and... Uh, the uh, sign for the Papa John's is still there. Yeah. You know, this is from 30 years ago, in order, well, like 1995. The Sun is saying sign is still downtown, too. Yeah, well, that's new, though. Yeah. <laughs> they actually did that. <laughs> but this was still there. And then, of course, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a check cashing, something that's like our, that. That's our South Jackson Sun is saying. Yeah. I, know. I was like, God, they never, I guess they, that sign is like 30-something years old. And they just, <laughs> I guess it's, it's probably been a million different businesses since then. Hey, we got an update. Uh, my favorite beer guy and yours. Um, well, we'll avoid saying his name on the radio. He'd probably probably prefer that, but he's the one that came to my party. Yeah, he uh, he said that we got it wrong on the cash saver. That's the old Kroger on McDowell Road. Um, is it Kroger on Mc- where was Kroger at on McDowell? Oh, that's right at the other end of McDowell by uh, Raymond Road. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That is the cash saver. Well, what is the one? What is the the old Albertsons? That's a cash something too. Food it, Depot. It's okay. Food Depot. My dad likes their plate lunches. Albertsons was on. Terry Road, wasn't it? That's the Food Depot. Okay, that's what It's yeah. the corner of Terry Road and McDowell. I gotcha. All right, look, let's take a break real quick. We got Sean settled in. When we come back, y'all know I could talk about South Jackson all day, but I know it boards over half of you, so we will. I want to talk about the border. I want to talk about New Hampshire, and I'm sure we got some other things we can hit as well. Will Nikki go away? We'll discuss it on the other side of the break. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line here on the Clay Edwards Show, 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction Roofing. Seems like a really good day to plug those guys. Uh, let them come out and plug your roof. Because you, if if it's got a leak, you gonna know here in the next couple of days if you got any roof damage, and you may get some new roof damage from all of this weather. Check them out online, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Locally owned, locally operated, over a thousand five star reviews on Google. You can spend all day reading all of the great reviews and what people have to say about their experiences with Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got more than two or three buddies that work over there, so it's great that that's, this is the roofing company that's chosen to. To uh, advertise on the show because it's an easy sale. It's like when I sold Toyotas. I really believed in Toyotas. It was the easiest car I ever sold. Well, I believe I, in it this morning after yeah. mine managed Medgar Evers. And Honda, too. I tell you, I worked out at Patty Peck Honda for, uh, mm-hmm. let's just round it up, say a year. And that's a, that, that's a car I believed a lot in, too. So Toyotas, Hondas, I'm comparing Watkins Construction and Roofing here to the kind of dependability, reliability, and, and customer service that you get out of a Honda and Toyota. And uh, that really should say no more. I mean, I guess just let me just call them the Chick-fil-A roofing, you know, just to go ahead and add that little cherry on top there. But uh, give them a shout, 
com, locally owned, locally operated. They're going to come out. They're going to do a complimentary roof inspection. And they're not going to try to oversell you or upsell you just because you got insurance. You're not going to get billed for a bunch of extra stuff. They're going to work with your insurance company the whole way, whether you need a just a repair or the whole roof taken care of. They're going to come. They're going to be professional. They're not going to be playing no bumpity bump, bump, bump music and being all disrespectful and drinking on the job or anything while they're doing the roof. Hey, I ain't saying that. I ain't saying I don't enjoy a cold beer, but just not on the clock. Anyway, check them out, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. And that was absolutely not the ad read that I'm sure that they wanted, but it is the ad read that they got. All right, Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, now, that I, now that I haven't died. Yeah, I know. I mean, Sean, Sean had a hit. Sean, tell him what happened. Yeah, no, I just uh, was going down Medgar Evers like I do. And, Keep in uh, mind, he drives an FJ Cruiser, so it's kind of built for this. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a great car for this. It's and, like the uh, Toyota Hummer. Yeah, exactly. And it just, uh, now I hit some water pocket and just kind of slid, slid down the road pretty good sideways. And I was like, this is great. You know, I'm about to die. I like, turned completely sideways? Yeah, like I went completely <sighs> sideways. And I was like, oh, my God. Then imagine like, you see headlights coming sideways at you, like getting ready to T-bone you. Man, that really sucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then there was that fire, like right when I, you know, I was talking oh, yeah. about, like there was a there was a child molester van on, that's what I call them, you know, the ones we're talking Did about. Did it have but, free candy or yeah. Did it have free Stanley Cup spray painted on the side of yeah, it? Yeah, the child molester van. It was like on fire in front of some club right before, right, at, right after uh, MLK. And um, JFD was out there putting, Jack's Fire Department was out there putting it over, and I was telling Clay, I was like, man, it's like we live in the Detroit and RoboCop. Have I? You know, I mean, it's have you, like. Have you ever been down a safe MLK Boulevard? Like, like Chris Rock, the Chris Rock skit? Yeah, have you ever, I mean, real talk, have you ever seen one? No. I officially did this weekend. Where, in uh, Biloxi? Bil- downtown Biloxi, there is a, their downtown is actually, it, calling it downtown is kind of a, kind of silly when you think about what a real downtown is but yeah it's their quote-unquote downtown mm-hmm. and man it's nice it's clean there's stuff to do there's oh yeah uh the mlk was nice i mean there's even this little cool little filling it's called the filling station D- dude i saw you put that picture up that's my um you know my parents live down there now right the bloody mary i've been going yeah. down to the filling station i always call it martin south yeah because i love that place so much i i go there every i mean every, i'm there several times a year because yeah. my parents live there so i don't know if it's exactly on mlk but we had we had to go down mlk oh. to get on it so that's I mean, like the greatest bar yeah <laughs> I mean. dude we ate there we were down there for for one night and we ate there twice yeah see when, when we got down there saturday Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. we ate there, and then when we got up for brunch or breakfast or lunch or whatever you want to call it, we ate there also. They got good got crawfish too. The season, I'm like sure. it's really good. I mean, the place is. Is it the first time you've been there? No. Uh-uh. Okay, no, no. I, I, I didn't know. I thought you. You, <laughs> you, know, you made it sound like you'd never been there. I was like, really? No, it's it's it, well. I was trying to explain it for the people. Oh, so okay. Like, no, no. It, it is definitely my my down south spot. I got you. Yeah, it's a great. If anybody uh, wants to check it out, it's a filling station never in Biloxi. It's really cool. All right, let's jump into the nuts and bolts here. Hey, we got a question on the Guns and Gear text line, Sean. Yeah. From Blake. It says, do y'all know the status of the Trump lawsuit in New York by Alvin Bragg? Do we know yeah, the date? Yeah, I do, actually. I was looking at the um, New York Times had like a timeline of the trials, and I think that's the first one that's slated to go in sometime in March. I don't know the exact date, but it was like there's like a, the New York Times had like a list of like scheduling of like, you know, how that was going to work out. And um, that's the first one I remember reading. So. All right, where and I, I've had a busy couple of days and coming back in mm-hmm. from out of town and stuff. I haven't. Not, I'm not just 100 percent up to 
up to snuff on the Fannie Willis stuff. Where do we stand? I follow on that? that, man. Like, like that is so interesting. Just being a former yeah. prosecutor, I'm so. And, and the arguments I've gotten into with friends of mine, you know, over the last few weeks about this this issue, because I'm not looking at it from like a partisan perspective. I'm looking at it from like a prosecutor's perspective. And um, so what what's going on now is they're going to have a hearing. I think it's on February 15th that, to determine, you know, whether some of these allegations are true about her thing. And I don't I think I think everybody knows at this point. And I'm talking to some friends in the Atlanta political community and everybody knows this is true. Like it's not like this is like she's having an affair with this Nathan Wade guy. It's just a matter if they want to enforce it or not because of the politics of all of it. I mean, I think they're going to. I don't think there's going to be I think they're at the point that um I can't imagine the judge saying, "Yeah, you know what? This is okay." Like it's just not going to fly. I I think, you know, I think you're getting to the point where Democrats are turning on her and because they, they don't have any choice. Like I think because it's so bad what happened and so reckless that I think that that the whole community is kind of pushing, you know, is, is going to turn on her to save themselves, not because they're being like altruistic or anything, but they're like they want to save themselves. And so they're um, they're they're going to have that hearing and they're going to, I guess, determine whether this is true. I don't think she's I mean, because he the court ordered her to respond to it. And I mean, she's not going to de- I don't think she's going to deny that in a court file. And, you know, I think she's going to admit it. And um, so that's that's a problem. Now, the Fulton County Commissioners, which is kind of like the, I guess, the Board of Supervisors in Hines County, something like that, they, um, they've they ordered her to turn over, like, his bills. And to me, when I read that, I said, that's going to be the real fun. That's when they dissect it. When they dissect the, his billing. Why did you charge this? Why did you charge that? How do you justify this? Yeah, why did you bill? I think there was one I saw that, and I don't know if it's true or not, that he may have billed, like, 24 hours in, in like, 12 hours or yeah, something, or something that. like that. Or 25 hours in a day. But I saw that in a liberal rag. Yeah. I mean, so if, if a liberal rag is attacking a liberal, you, you you have to believe it to be true. You know, it'd be like the gateway pundit uh, accusing Trump of something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if he actually right. Or, yeah. You know, or the or Breitbart accusing Trump of something. Well, Sean, but I got a question. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how are we supposed to expect black woman to save the world if we don't allow her to stumble? You know, I, I, uh, I told you, I watched it. I know there was clips on Twitter about her speech to the church. I watched the whole thing this weekend yeah. because I was interested in it. And man, I tell you what, it's really disgusting what she, 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 she didn't just say that. There was more that she said, actually. Oh, yeah. well, I, I watched about three different three to five minute sections of mm-hmm. it. I haven't watched that, that from start, start to end yet, but I, I really need to. I hear it is. Well, from well, you, I hear it's wildly you got it. Narcissistic. It's unbelievable. She said, "This is what one thing she said. She said, uh, you know, they only I've had, I appointed three prosecutors. Two of them are white. One is black, Nathan Wade. And the two prosecutors, the white prosecutors, were ones that were actually experienced in RICO prosecutions. Yeah, I mean, they were uh, well qualified. Well, very well qualified. And people. One used to be a DA too. I, I think. think so, something yeah. like that. And then they'd actually done that kind of work. Like you know, I'm a very experienced uh, former assistant DA, but I have no experience in RICO prosecutions. So I mean, that's a very technical thing. Let me ask you this: Would the Yurk Karan Law Firm turn this down if they called you today and asked you to do something similar here? Everything being equal. Well, I would. Um, you know, I certainly have the felony jury trial experience to do something like this, but I don't have the RICO experience. I've yeah. never done that. So I would say you might want to hire somebody that actually has prosecuted RICO cases because it's a very technical thing to do. Or set realistic expectations of. Yeah, I got to learn this as I go because I've never done it before because I just never have. And, yeah. uh, but I have tried a lot of, I mean, t- tons of uh, jury cases, and which Mr. Wade has not. He's never tried one, according to what I'm reading. Like, he's yeah. never tried a jury case, which is. I don't want to put you on the spot here, and I can because you because you are practicing law, and I, if you can't answer this, don't. Um, I probably shouldn't even ask. 
if you were having an affair with the, if Jody Owens was a woman, mm. and, or, but I, I mean, look, if that's your thing, I don't want to hate on you. But I, I don't want your bed. Greg, next time I see him, we're going to Or Bubba Bram was a female. Yeah, right. You know, and you were having a relation with them. You got enough sense to know not to. Not to take the gig, right? I would, I would, I would hope so. That, that I, you know, that I'm getting paid from the taxpayer money doing yeah. that. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, especially if it's a pre-existing, and even if you tell yourself, "I'm going to do the right thing," and we're just going to like I'm the off. most qualified person ever to do this, and I would do the best job. You know, yeah, even we, if I was gotta all that, got to get rid of evil Trump. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, but like where I was going with it. So when she says, you know, I hired these two white prosecutors, and then I, and, and they only tacked the one, pointing out the fact that he's black, right? But I was like, you know, that didn't have anything to do with it. If he was white and you were doing the same thing, it would have been the same thing. Like, you, the reason they're attacking this is because you're sleeping with the guy that has no experience and you paid him $654,000. Substantially more than she paid the other, other two. Well, that's another thing she lied about, too, in the, in, the, in the speech of the church. She said that, she said, and I paid them the same. Well, no, you didn't, actually. You let him bill 250 an hour when the two experienced prosecutors billed 200 an hour. Yeah. So that's, that's a lie, too. I mean, so she keeps, you know, fifty dollars an hour. We talk about when you spread it out, it adds up. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and what's your what's your justification for that for the people that were actually? Now I could see you paying them two fifty an hour and him two hundred because he doesn't have any experience doing this. So, you know, and again, like I'm looking, I'm not looking at this like from a partisan lens. I'm looking at this just straight as a prosecutor, like ethics of that, and like it's just it's horrible. You know, it's disgusting that she would have done, and that she's now. I understand she's gonna. It's, she's playing politics. She's got to get up and try to because you know you got to defend the indefensible. And that's what she's trying to do here, but it's a, uh, it's just it's just a shame that you know she could would have been this reckless and and thought that it would have been an okay thing to do. The other thing, also, I think you sent me this video, and I've seen it in other places too, is she her her she ran for DA in 2020. In her like campaign videos, she says, um, "I won't tolerate inner office affairs." Really? I mean, I mean, like, and she's, I mean, you could watch, it's not like fake news, like, it's the video, you get everywhere, you can watch it. And she's talking about, she won't tolerate inner office affairs. But I guess it wasn't inner office because he wasn't working, I mean, he was contracted, he wasn't working there, so maybe that's how she's going to get before the church and justify it that way. Well, he wasn't working at the office, he was actually working for himself. We were just paying him. Maybe, I don't know, the way she justifies that, but. That is, that, is, that is something else. You have to suspend disbelief to believe this woman. Like, that's what just is just, you know what I mean? It just, it's shocking to me. I have, uh, I believe I have the the video of her there. I don't post a whole lot on Twitter. Let me scroll back just a couple here. Yeah, here it is. This is Fanny Willis doing exactly what. She said she would fire somebody else for doing it. We're going to take this to a break here, so we'll be back at the after this video. We won't be back. We'll take a break, and then we'll be back. Um, it is saddening to me if young women felt like they came to work and they were, one, even judged for being a woman, but, two, if certainly they felt uncomfortable within the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, that will not be something that is allowed on my watch. 
um, supervisors under my leadership that are not encouraging and building up my staff will not be supervisors long in my administration. And um, I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, you know, we are at a place in society where things happen in people's relationships, husband and wife. Sometimes there are outside relationships. I don't think that that's what the community is concerned about, although there, you know, there might be a, a moral breaking in that. I think that what citizens are really, really concerned about is if you chose to have inappropriate contact with employees. I mean, there's nothing that I can say on it other than it is distracting. Um, it is certainly inappropriate for the number one law enforcement officer in the state. Um, and it just, it, it really, really saddens me. And it will be very unfortunate if the taxpayers of this community have to pay for any of those lawsuits. All right, this is the person going after Trump. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, broadcasting live from Flora Island. Again, we had to we had to float out here. A kid, a kid. It was kind of rough there. It was touch and go. All right, real quick, man. I, we're gonna try to focus on advertisers today that can help you do any kind of cleanup or post weather related stuff. That's why we have these sponsors. That's why they trust us to advertise with us is because we have such a great audience of DIYers, do-it-yourself folks, folks who don't let their property uh, get worn down, folks that, that do right, you know, folks that are good neighbors, folks that don't litter and all that kind of stuff. But uh, today, our next one up here that we're going to focus on is going to be our folks over at Reliable Rental Equipment. Guys, if you have any, and we're going to talk, we're going to tell you about our, our, our trees, our tree service company today too, um, Reliable Rental Equipment. Uh, guys, whether it's uh, skid steers, mini skid steers, mini excavators, excavators, tractors, tractor attachments, lifts, and uh, man, they got all the different kinds of lifts, scissor lifts, telehandlers, articulating boom lifts, towable electric boom lifts, forklifts ride on or stand on. Here's another one that uh, you may need, depending on how big of a power outage you may end up with. They have portable diesel generators. They also have Taylor portable outdoor lighting towers as well they're diesel powered uh the way it was explained to me is one of them can run for 28 days or 28 nights on one tank of of diesel so obviously you cut it off during the daytime so 12 on 12 off some some mathematics of that equation uh good stuff there but hey look they also do storm cleanup rollback dumpsters i think that's worth focusing on here if you guys end up with some trees down, any of that, they also do some tree service as well. Uh, cutting down, removal, clean up, the whole nine yards. They got the Somebody corrected me the other day and said they're all rollback dumpsters, but I don't know what else to call them. Uh, I guess some kind of technicality there. Anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. The big rollback dumpsters, they put them out there. You throw stuff in them, then they come pick them up. They can also provide the crew to do the cleanup for you if need be. And on all the heavy equipment, Sean, I was so happy about this the other day. Uh, the, the man, uh, the chimney doctor that came out to my house, yeah. told me he had rented a boon lift or something like that, a pick lift or something. And because he heard it here on the radio station, he, he knew they also had operators he could rent by the day. And said it, said it saved him a ton of money, not having to use a uh, subcontractor. To Remember, you were it. telling that, or talking about, yeah. yeah so that was really yeah. cool. My buddy Johnny went and rented. They have those airdrop trailers where if you Johnny had a huge toolbox. I mean, one of those massive toolboxes. Mm-hmm. And usually you got to call like a flatbed wrecker and get those moved. Oh, okay. But with this, he was able to rent this airdrop trailer, dropped mm-hmm. all the way to the ground, pushed it right on, mm-hmm. boom. Nice. You know, it avoided having to rent a, a 
a big uh, rollback. Anyway, check them out. ReliableRentalEquipmentMS.com. Located right there on Meadowbrook Road in North Jackson on the corner of North State and Meadowbrook. Reliable Rental Equipment. Go see my buddy Brad Patridge. Tell him I said hey today. All right, Sean. Yep. Uh, We've we've thrown a lot of salt on Fanny. Uh, We're going to follow that shit. We're going to follow that story here. She deserves it, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, I was thinking about this too at the break. Like, let's say, you know, all the evidence hasn't come out about the Trump January 6th stuff. Like that she's going to, whatever she's going to put out. If you like, if you're Fanny and you're you're saying like I believe in this, this is what I'm doing the right thing. Like I mean, when you're a prosecutor, you should you should do that. You should believe in your case. You should try to seek justice. That's kind of the point. Um, if you believe that, and you know that it's bigger than like just your normal street level crime. You know, I'll say like a like a murder or an armed robbery. This is something that impacts the entire nation. That you would take that really seriously, more yeah. serious. I mean, you should take every case seriously, but you would take this super seriously, where you would make sure that there was nothing that anybody could say about your ethics. I would think, and and that you would that you would think that it was okay to to hire an inexperienced guy that you happen to be sleeping with for a long time, and then let's not forget who then starts taking you on these lavish trips. Now, I'm not saying I don't know. You got to connect the money, whatever. I don't know how that works out. But it just you, you would want to you'd want to curtail any impreparence of impropriety. You'd want to do that if you're doing something this delicate. And the fact that she was so reckless is just shocking to me. You know that, that in that context, man. Look, I'm just gonna say this: it's the elephant in the room. It's the, it, it's 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 the black Democrat politician who ran on Trump, who ran on going after Trump, and just thought she was untouchable because she lives just like the ones in Jackson. They live in their little bubble. They think they're untouchable. They can do whatever they want. The rules don't apply because you got, got, got to let black woman stumble while she – I mean, she said it all. She, she, she said exactly what I'm thinking. Got to let black woman stumble if you expect her to save the world. And she had that attitude, and it got her into this mess she's in. I also heard on the way in this morning, speaking of another one uh, of the same ilk, LaToya the Destroyer in New Orleans apparently has got the FBI – investigating her yeah i saw that i mean well you know if we we get our black female mayor here in jackson i mean i would get investigated i would take race out of it for one moment here's what i mean by that it's politics too right you're running on if you're going to run on i'm going to prosecute whoever right if that is not when you say when you say you can't expect a black woman to save the world Mm -hmm. And, you know, without stumbling. Well, you're then she's throwing it in. I'm just, for my purposes, I'm digging in. Here's what I mean by that. If you're, whoever you are, you're a, you're a prosecutor, for one thing. Like, you're not you're not running for Congress or state legislature or something. You're, you're a prosecutor. And you're running for office based upon the fact that you're going to prosecute somebody, right? To me, like, politically, in a political context, like... It should that be illegal. Is, that, that is, that, that's just not appropriate in my mind. You know, that, you know, you could get up there and say, I'm going to fight crime. I'm going to make the community better. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be hard on these criminals. I'm going to have compassion for these criminals. You can run on that kind of platform. But, like, when you're going to run, like, I'm specifically doing something for political purposes, and I'm a prosecutor, it's different than, to me, than, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene or AOC arguing their positions when they're running for Congress. I think it's a different thing. Because you're talking about the justice system, so and I and so that that's a problem I have with her or any prosecutor that does that, like that does that in the political context. No, I, I mean I agree with you 100, percent but I'm not going to miss the opportunity when they make it about race. 
She I, did I, make it. Now I'm, I agree with the, your point there. She made it when she she went before the church. Then she trying to turn this into a, it's like really what it was was politics. You were being political, and then you were being stupid. Yeah. But now you're trying to blame it on that like, you're getting attacked because of race, which isn't true. No, I mean, no it's, it's 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 one of the least true things. Yeah, I mean you. She took this again. This story broke in the Atlanta Journal Constitution and the Daily Beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I look. I don't. I, I don't think anywhere in America, especially the South, or, or the or the papers of what do they call it? papers of state, paper of record, yeah, paper of like ledgers, Atlanta Journal Constitutions, yeah. none, none of those are, are are MAGA owned. No, I mean the AJC was the one running this before anybody. And then yep. Daily Beast, yeah, they they they've hit it pretty hard. I mean, because again, like I was saying, the last that's segment, my point I, of being about it not being about race. It's yeah, not really it's, about it's race. Not. It's about stupidity. It, exactly, it's about stupidity and it's about ethics. <laughs> I mean. And everybody sees that. No one's no one cares that she's you know a black female. They care the fact that she was being unethical in one of the more important or volatile prosecutions of the twenty first century. Like that, you didn't take that seriously enough. Whether you were white, black, or Asian, or whoever cares. I mean, nobody really cares. It's the fact that you took something that's so vital to the American people or interest, and you just said heck with it, man. <laughs> I do, you, mean, do you think other prosecutors that thought they were going to do a witch hunt type deal? Because you agree that this Atlanta thing was, I think ridiculous. He, well, I think, like I said before, I think that Jack Smith is the proper person to handle this. Like, I don't know why she. I mean, I know that the other thought process is like, well, if Trump gets elected, he can't pardon himself on a state level crime. You, Brian Kemp, might be able to do that. But I felt like from the beginning that if this is something that should be prosecuted by the federal government, that you know Jack Smith's handling that, let him handle it. These those other prosecutions that have bothered me so much. Has it, the, the Jack Smith, except for the documents thing, I think it's kind of stupid. But the Jack Smith stuff, I, I'm not, I'm not against. I mean, if he proves it, that's up, that's up to him. What I am against is these other folks doing this for political purposes. And what I mean is Fannie Willis, Alvin Bragg, the with Letitia James and the Attorney General's office, and that same Margot is worth five bucks or whatever, whatever yeah. she said. You know, I mean, like all this stuff. They're not doing that because they're they're trying to be good prosecutors. They're doing that because. They want to be governor of New York, or they want to be governor of Georgia. That's what bothers me. Like that—that's—that's that's where I think you politicize the justice system, and that's—that causes a, a problem down the line. And now this, and I've discussed this on here before. This is not just something Democrats do. Twenty years ago, Republicans were doing this here in this state, attacking like Oliver Diaz, who I've discussed before, the Supreme Court justice and other trial lawyers. The Bush Justice Department weaponized the the, the uh, DOJ. I mean, and now the Democrats are doing that, and it's like, okay, like is anybody going to learn their lesson from this? You know, yeah, well, they're they're doing it now to a president to, to the to the front runner. But the, the principal and, and, was- and they waited. They waited intentionally. To 24 to do it. Right, but the principle is still the same. You're yeah. weaponizing the justice part, something that people are supposed to have faith and confidence in mm-hmm. for political means. And, like, that is really dangerous. Do, you, do you think – this was actually the more – this was the point I was wanting to get to. Uh, great, great stuff, by the way. Do you think that your, your other state prosecutors or really county prosecutors, I guess, mm-hmm. that, are, that are pursuing these things, do you think they're looking over here at what Fannie did and said – Oh, we got to batten down the hatches. I think what there's th- here's what I think. I've thought about that a lot too. Like just being, you know, again from a state perspective. First of all, Fannie, I think is going to be removed from this case. I think you, if you if I'm the judge, she's gone. Okay, like she's gone. Yeah, one minute. Okay, I think that you're going to have to find a state DA that wants to take this on, which is a huge undertaking for like because their whole office, Fulton County, is going to be recused. 
you know, you got you got to weigh in your own politics in your own county. Do you want to get involved with that? I, I maybe maybe it's good for you. I don't know. I don't know what county it is or what the politics are there. It's a lot, man. I mean, I don't know. If I was DA, I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna let this pass. But yeah. or but a, I don't if know. A, but, if a if a red if a red is in Republican uh, DA wants to take it and then say, okay, hey, I think I see something here that we need to pursue as a Republican. It would mm-hmm. be interesting the politics yeah, and all of it to see who would actually want to take it. It's gonna. I mean, somebody. I think somebody will. I just think it's gonna be interesting. So somebody without political motives, you know, who's on the same team as Trump, look at it and say, yeah, there's definitely something here. You know, I'm not saying you know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. if somebody was to do that, I'm curious how our side would react. Uh, would that say, well, maybe now that this ain't political, is there That's something a good point. there? I, I don't know. Of course, we're always going to say it's political. It's rhinos. It's a uniparty. We'll be right back. Yep. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Look, man, sometimes the conversation goes so hard off air that I almost miss our on air cue. We don't have but about a minute left in this segment or in this hour so i don't want to dig too deep into anything uh we're going to hit new hampshire when we come back vivek and tim scott spending a lot of time with trump i know why tim scott is they're getting ready to head into south carolina why is vivek sean's also got some interesting polling numbers on independence and women not necessarily skewing trump's direction at least in the uh, new hampshire yep. poll, poll so we're going to dive into all that and we're going to get into the border Texas versus the federal government. Could this be early onset civil war if this thing goes butt wild uh, with them going back and forth with each other? What side are you on? Who's right? Who's wrong? We're going to discuss it all here on the Clay Edwards Show coming up in hour two. We'll be right back. Welcome back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, be sure to stay stay safe out on the roads today. If you're just getting in your car, it is McNasty outside. Just uh, I was going to pull up the radar. I don't have to. It's raining. It's a lot of it. It's bad. It's probably going to be this way for the next three days. Um, I don't think we're going to have any tornadic-type weather, so there shouldn't be no breaking news as far as that goes. But uh, do expect the roads to, to puddle up and uh, flooding in all the normal areas. I would tell y'all to avoid the Gallatin Street Vidoc, but my listeners are smarter than that. My listeners are smarter than that. Y'all know to avoid the Pearl Street Vidoc. Not, not Pearl Street, I'm sorry, Gallatin Street. There's another one in Jackson, too, uh, on another street that does it also. And a lot of times the pictures get confused. I can't remember exactly where the other one is. I mean, where all the cars get stuck under that, what yeah. looks like a bridge, mm-hmm. I guess, or, or an underpass. Train, train, yeah, train, train track. track. Okay, yeah. that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, so. That's yeah. Don't be stupid, y'all. You've driven under that, I'm sure, a million times, haven't you? I lived right on the other side of it for a while. Oh, did you? Okay. The works building there. Oh, that's right. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like you do, even when it's dry, you kind of feel like you're going to get stuck. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, the uh, there's another one, too, that doesn't get as much as much run that will absolutely kill you. <laughs> it's the one that takes you from Highway 80 to Old 49. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like on the Rankin side? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, because there's a, there's a place I take my there's a Integrity Automotive down there on that yeah. back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And uh, that's the way I used to go, because I live downtown, too, and I'd go on the old, I guess that's old. Yeah, they, they moved over on to 49 now. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It was on 49. Oh, you'd go, oh, you'd, you'd, you'd okay. go that way you're talking yeah. about, though, that little, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah, that, that, that'll that get you every time. Uh, real quick, we want to welcome a new partner to the show. Boykin Contractors out of Florence, Mississippi. 
They'll do any construction, roofing, remodeling, additions, repair. They do it all over the metro area. Need a deck built? Call Boykin. Uh, need anything remodeling done? I tell you, big business for remodelers. I'm glad we got one on the show because I get people who call me all the time. Clay, do you know a good, dependable, just general contractor? Yeah. And actually, I, I know several, but uh, they didn't. They decided not to advertise with us. So, uh, Boykin it is. I'm being a little facetious, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're licensed, bonded, and insured with the Mississippi Board of Contractors. And that's a big thing right now because they they're changed up the laws on – that reminds me. They changed up the laws on some of these where any job, I want to say over $10,000, has to be done by a licensed, bonded, insured, and it has to have a permit pulled now. Okay. So, a lot of – you know. If you have a contractor out there doing something, and with materials now, you can see things running over ten grand real quick. And I may have the details a little wrong on this, but it was a law that changed first of the year uh, on general contractor stuff. So you definitely want to be working with somebody licensed, bonded, and insured in case something goes wrong. Uh, the Christ-centered company with honesty and integrity. Contact Bryce Boykin. Or search Boykin Construction on Google, Facebook, etc. Phone number is, and I don't like giving phone numbers out because I know people are uh, driving down the road, but phone number, 601-951-7336. That's Boykin Contractors out of Florence, Mississippi. Now, we got some good folks down in Florence, Mississippi. My grandmother is a, is a lifelong Florence resident. My mama's from Florence. Uh, we got our buddy Justin out at A1 Gear and Auto from Florence. We just got some good folks. Shout out to Florence. Yeah. Shout out to Florence. All right. Um, speaking about, you know, that's a good point, though, about contractors. That's a question you always get asked. Do you know somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's one of those things where it's just kind of, it's like that. You know, like, hey, do you know somebody? Do you know somebody? I've always prided myself at being a bit of a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I enjoy doing that, too. I know what you mean. I'm Noah guy, like, guy. I'm Noah guy, guy. Yeah, so am I. I, I yeah. love that. I know. I'm like, oh, I know a guy that can help you do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I take <laughs> pride in it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, man, dude, my guy does mortgages. Call him, you know, or but it's my account. I've done that to you. I'm like, I'll call my account. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I mean, I, it's a uh, definitely Noah guy, guy. Um, but every now and then, you know, you, you know a guy, you get one wrong, too. That's the worst. It is. You know, when, when you've referred somebody that you, you think they just mess up, and they're like, I can't believe you sent me to that guy. It, it definitely is. It's, I, I it's definitely that. embarrassing. I, I, I've I've linked some people up in some other business things that didn't work out either. Oh, that's the worst feeling. You know what, what, what I have a good track record of, though? What? Hooking people up uh, relationship-wise. and Really? Yeah. Now that's the hardest. And then staying together is like... Uh, we got a without naming any names. We got a current uh, couple that we hooked up about six months ago. They're rocking and rolling. I've got a. I will say these people's names. Uh, Frank and Sherry hooked them up twenty plus years ago, uh, and they are still rocking and rolling. Married, multiple kids. You know the whole nine yards. So there's going to be a you know Clay Edwards matchmaking service in the future. Or? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I'm more dependable than than a. Uh, you may f around and find out, you know. Literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Find out y'all got some kids coming. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Shifting gears, man. Uh, let's talk about New Hampshire. Okay, great. Uh, Trump rolled last night. Trump won. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> what I what I find interesting though is I was watching the the follow up speech, and the best part, Vivek is still back there. I like that. Yeah. I like that Vivek is taking the opportunity to be a, to get a bigger platform by being up there on stage with Trump. 
And I, I think there's a method to the madness mm-hmm. with that. Is it VP? I don't know. Um, then of course you have Tim Scott back there, and we under why Tim we understand why Tim Scott's back there as they get ready to roll into South Carolina. Yeah, and it shouldn't matter if Nikki wasn't still lingering around, you know, going into her home state. And I'm guessing that's the whole point of all this. Sure. She she thinks she thinks that she's got enough pizzazz to get to to get a South Carolina win. So she can at least say she won a state. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's yeah. I look, there's one or two ways to look at that for her. If I'm if I was her, do you want to go into South Carolina and get blown out, and then that hurts you in 2028, or do you want to stay in and go go to South Carolina and get blown out just out of pride? To me, it seems like she's almost better off getting out at this point to preserve her future political, you know. But I think she's banking on the belief that maybe she'll do better in South Carolina and that she could hold out hope that. Maybe one of these Trump legal cases works out in her favor, and then she becomes an. I mean, I think there's a lot of things at play in her mind that, at this point. But I, you know, but yeah, that's why Tim Scott's there, and you know, and, the, and then of course Vivek's there, and they're they're both jockeying about who's going to be the VP. I think too. Yeah, I mean, I I know we we we've exhausted a lot of energy talking about potential VPs, mm-hmm. and to to me, it doesn't matter for the for the this election. But it obviously matters because that's going to be your potential front runner for twenty eight. I don't know. You know, I, I feel differently. Here's why: I think it does matter for Trump here, and here. And the, let me tell you why I think that, and why I think Vivek is not actually good for him. Vivek is, is just basically Indian Trump. You know what I mean? And so, like, you got two. Tr- you don't need two Trumps. Tim Scott kind of softens him a little bit. And I think it takes away a race question for him. It takes it gives him that. It gives him a lot of things that make might make independent voters more willing to vote for him if Tim Scott's on the ticket. I think it helps him in that regard. Let's ask a question to the to the audience. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we can get an answer. Uh, black Democrats, do you see Tim Scott up there and it make you want to vote for Trump? Also, black Republicans, this is the ones I'm really curious of. Do you care if the vice president is black? Does that make you feel better? Or are you or you or were you voting for Trump either way? And also, I don't mean just because, I mean, obviously, Tim Scott's black, and I think it's going to help in that regard. But also, Tim Scott's just personality in general is it like, have you heard he's anybody say? Bl- he's a little blah for me. He, he is blah, but he's but Trump is so boisterous yeah. that maybe that's not bad. I, I was I was telling you last night, Tim Scott reminds me of like LeVar Burton running for president. Yeah. You mean, know, and, and I mean, he's just kind of a dorky, like, sunny guy. Like, I that's li- the way I he is. I like Tim Scott. I came on this radio show with you mm-hmm. after that first debate. And I and I thought Tim Scott did well, and I, that's what I, that's my point. Like, has anybody ever said, "Man, I just hate Tim Scott"? Like, yeah. no, Vivek's been kind of controversial with people. Tim Scott just kind of like nobody really dislikes him. So I, mean, I think he I think he kind of gives you that. You kind of got a guy that's not very controversial, and he's very positive and uplifting. And I just I don't know. I, I think he's a good choice for him. I, my problem why I don't if we're gonna play it forward mm-hmm. to eight, I, I don't think he's the I don't think he's got the it factor to. To be the president, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I think you saw that a little bit during, especially if you get a very, uh, a very uh, charismatic Democrat. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, but you know, who knows how he'll do? You know, Kamala Harris seemed like this hard charging senator, former attorney general, then she becomes vice president. You are like, oh my god, right? You know, these could change. His perception could change over four years. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but I can see what you are saying. Right now, in his run for the most recent evidence that we've got. And his run for presidency was not very inspiring. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't. I mean, I agree with you on that. It just. It just. Well, I, I thought it was going to be because he is such. He is an uplifting kind of guy. He's got a good story. He has all these. You know, but it just didn't really translate to the public very well. What's the What's the guy from Florida's name? The black dude is it Byron Donaldson? 
Kentucky, Byron Donalds, or uh, Byron Don- Byron Donalds, right? He, yeah. he, oh, is he from, from Kentucky, Kentucky? I think it is. Yeah, man. You know, if we're just talking about the 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 race aspect of things. Uh, I think he's not ready today. Mm, he's no. just becoming a national name, right? I mean, the fact that I'm even having to kind of ask who, what, when, where a little bit. I think, and if he stays in the media doing what he's doing in four years, he, he he's gonna he's gonna be a contender. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean he's 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 pretty popular in the party. He's he's gaining a lot of popularity. Yeah, you know. exactly. So I don't know. Um, the Vivek thing is interesting. I, they're they're both. I'm assuming they're both jockeying for VP or oh. potentially you know uh, some other very powerful positions. What, what would be the yeah. most powerful cabinet position? You think Secretary of State? Secretary of State. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, but hey, you got some numbers. So, uh, uh, no, well, not numbers. Just a political article. What? So what you saw. Well, some numbers in it, you know. So what you saw, like, last night, obviously, is Donald Trump, two uh, primary victories in a row. I mean, they were caucus primary. And, um, he, you know, he looks like the he's the, he's, the, he's going he's gonna to get the nomination. I think everybody knows that now at this point. But, you know, what they're saying is that he's got a lot of, I guess you would say, potential roadblocks or liabilities down the road with independent voters and women. And... Uh, the Des Moines Register did a poll of let's say that the state found that 43% of Nikki Haley supporters said they would back President Joe Biden over Trump. And there's, you know, they did interviews with lots of Republicans over there saying that, like, look, I just I just can't vote for Donald Trump. And he's got that issue with some Republicans and a lot of independent voters that and, and also in women voters that's going to, you know, that possibly potential liabilities for him down the road. In a general election, so and I'm sure that's something that the, you know, the, obviously the Trump campaign is looking at and how to how to rectify that. And that was kind of my suggestion with Tim Scott. I think he could help you with that. But uh, same same topic, but shifting gears a little mm. bit. And that that's a good. So it, it's 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 very interesting. And you know, I told you during the break. My my answer to that is it's a lot of Democrats. You know, pretending to be conservatives. It's a lot. You know, it is some never Trump. You know, suburban housewives, whatever that like her, but. Do you see those videos? Me and Kim Wade share them back and forth a lot. It's like those man on the street interviews, mm-hmm. and they randomly they'll stop and talk to you know a, a very hip hop looking kind of urban black guy. Yeah, and they'll ask him about Biden, and they'll ask him about Trump, and overwhelmingly, and look, I know that these things are edited, but overwhelmingly, I'm surprised at the reaction from somebody I would have pegged as a Die in the wool, not Biden supporter, but one of the because I don't think there's really any Biden supporters. I think you there was a vote for or against Trump. Yeah, I mean it's not like and, he's not Barack Obama. No, like I mean where where uh, Democrats where we feel like you know Bob Obama's on the ticket, I'm going to vote for him. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But like he doesn't have that kind of support that Barack does. I mean you know Obama killed kids with drones. Yeah, that's there you go. All right, he did. He blew up a lot of people with drones. I mean, I'm just saying, Trump never killed any kids with drones. <laughs> I think Trump did kill some kids with drones. I read that the other day. There was some drone warfare. I think everybody kills people with drones. Well, they were drones. probably bad kids. Pro- Trump did it. <laughs> the Iranians are shooting a lot of people with drones. I mean, everybody, everybody's got drones now. That's that's a new face of war. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it, but you see those videos, right? And it, it always shows uh, the black guy saying, hell no, I'm voting for Trump, man. I ain't mm. doing this. I ain't doing this this Biden stuff. I want to get back to Trump. I'm sorry, Trump. I've seen those, and you know, and I wonder, you know, kind of like polling. Well, we were just talking about that at the break. I mean, is it a representative of more people? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it is. Well, look at we're, I was showing you those numbers. I think a couple of weeks ago we discussed that. 
Biden only has 63% African-American support right now, which is just unheard of for de- low for a Democrat. Isn't it usually around 90%? It's something like, yeah, in the 80s, 90s. It's yeah. like, and so he is – now, that doesn't mean the rest of that is going to Trump right now. Trump is, But Trump is pulling higher with African-Americans than any Republican has in the past. So, I mean, but there's a, there's a huge segment of the African-American population that is not just sold on President Biden at all. And that's the same thing with Hispanic population, you know, where Trump has done better with them too. So those things are those things are actually helping him, Trump not Trump, with minority groups that he's they're pushing through. That they're just not all sold in on Biden. But it, this is not just a, a Hispanic or, or black folks that are not sold in Biden. It's you know it's Democratic voters as a whole. Like I was watching, and I was telling you last night, I turned on CNN to see what Van Jones and David Axelrod would say, and they just let it loose. And they asked Van Jones, they said, um, Van, um. What do you think is President Biden's best campaign strategy? And this is what he said verbatim. His best campaign strategy is stay hidden because he's not a good messenger. And, you know, this is Van Jones who worked at the Obama administration. He's been a CNN commentator. He's a Democrat. You know, and he's saying that the president of the United States needs to stay hidden during a campaign and that he's not a good messenger. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, if you're not a good messenger – you know, you kind of picked the wrong line of work. I mean, like you need, I mean, I know he's been a career politician. He's obviously successful in that regard, but like, if you're not messaging and you need to stay hidden, like how are you going to run for office? And then David Axelrod was sounding the same alarms. And I know he's kind of loosely working for no labels or Dean Phillips or whatever, but Axelrod, Axelrod is Obama's, you know, James Carville, who was the architect of Bill Clinton's 1992 campaign. I mean, David Axelrod is now throwing shade at Biden. Which that's the Obama infrastructure yeah. that's doing that, you know, and I'm like on CNN and I'm like, oh, my God. So that tells me here's what I thought about watching this last night. And I know Axelrod has tweeted some stuff about this before. And Van Jones has, you know, been wishy-washy on Biden in the past. But you've got on the night of the New Hampshire primary, two of the most prominent or one at least, David Axelrod, prominent Democrats around saying that, you know, here are major concerns about President Biden. That that tells me there's some there, there's a t- I mean I know we've all been talking about there's this dissension in the party what's going to happen I th- I mean I think there is definitely some sort of movement to to replace him with somebody I mean I know at least that's well, what they want to do I don't know if that's going to happen it's, it's probably not same, going to happen but it's the same concept of the liberal uh, media outlets going after Fannie yeah You're like you had to when, when they're when they, when they begin to eat their own you have to think there's something to it. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think the, you know, and I was telling you last night, like, I think if you look at the polling numbers, like, forget about the stuff that the right talks about, like Hunter Biden and all this stuff, like, you know, Democrats don't care about that. But what the number they do care about, if you look at, is that two thirds think he's too old to be president. You can't beat that number. Nothing's going to change that. You're not going to win over that, like that. You're not going to get younger. So like you can't beat that, and that's that's the that's 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 the death kneel there, is right. that you can't change you can't the economy's you're not going to get younger like the economy could get better, but you're not going to get younger like yeah. that's not going to change. So you can't you know there's nothing to there's nothing, he can't he can't like just put on like you know BKE jeans and whatever I don't know whatever kids are wearing these days and, and I, become I, younger. So am I right now, but I mean, that's yeah I don't know what younger people wear, but yeah. you can't put on stuff and you know start listening to Taylor Swift and people are going to think Joe Biden's fifty. Like that's not that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, when he invites transgenders to the White House, I think he's a pedophile. Let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Come back into the Clay Edwards Show, guys. Lunch today. We're going to talk about a couple places real quick. Martin's downtown. They got the best blue plate in all of Hines County. It ain't. It's undeniable. 
check them out. Of course, they're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Martin's Downtown, best live entertainment in the state. Coming up the day after Valentine's on February 15th, they've got Satisfaction, the award-winning, world-famous Rolling Stones cover band. But, man, they got live music three or four nights a week over there. You can check out their website or Facebook page at martinsdowntownjxn.com and get a complete live music listing. Friday night, ribeye steak night at Martin's Downtown. And, of course, the full menu is available every day, and it's available for delivery. Uh, check your local, uh, check your prefer- preferred delivery service and see if they're on there. Or go to their website and get the ones that they use for sure. That's Martin's Downtown. And don't, again, the country fried steak, as big as the plate, country fried steak, blue plate. They got it every day. No matter what the other blue plate is, they got country fried steak every day. All right, uh, let's talk about some other places real quick. Burgers, blues, barbecue. The Flowood location is now open right there in Dogwood, located directly in front of Dick's Sporting Goods. They, all, they too, have their blue plate special five days a week at all three locations. Florence, not Florence, I'm sorry, Flowood, Brandon, downtown Brandon, and Madison. Uh, if you're looking for breakfast this morning, uh, want to pull over and let some of this weather pass you by, Stop in Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, Flowwood, and Madison locations. Grab some breakfast. Try one of their award-winning hamburgers. Try the Smash Burger Challenge. Three pounds of hamburger meat, a pound and a half of fries. You got 45 minutes to eat it. Think you can do it? Swing by. Be patient with them. They said they need about an hour, no, 45 minutes or so to get it all ready. And uh, see if you can get your face on the wall at Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. they got multiple food trucks available for all of your catering needs. And uh, they've even got some special event space out there at the Brandon location. So if you want to have a patio party, burgersblues.com. Let's take a call real quick. Yeah. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Good morning, Clay. I just tuned in. I don't know if you discussed it or not, but uh, did you hear about Kerry Lake and the uh, talk with the air on the Republican Party head. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but I'm, I'm a little familiar with it because I've heard some other commentators talk about. it. I guess they tried to catch her on tape uh, taking a bribe, and that what they and they ended up catching her on tape staying loyal to Trump and not taking a bribe. Yeah, he said that um, big big shot Republicans back east, and this is the Arizona head of the Republican Party now. Wanted her to sit out for two years and not run for Senate. And she turned down $30 million. Wow. Yeah, she and he also made a comment in there. It says, if they steal it again. Yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah you did, talking you about 2020. Uh, yeah. Glenn Beck just played it. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty sad. So yeah. I just wanted to mention that. Today. No, I, I'm glad you did. I was going to mention it, but I hadn't had a chance to dive into it yet but yeah thank you for mentioning that yeah she really showed her colors in a good way we need more carry yeah, lakes we need more carry lakes i appreciate you brother you definitely know, just, enjoy the show thanks thank you man i just pulled it up the hills got it up that article does it yeah this is uh let's hit it while, while we're fresh on it yeah it says arizona senate candidate carrie lake called on the state's gop chair jeff dewitt to resign on tuesday after a recording surfaced of the chair appearing to offer lake money in exchange exchange for not running for office and she says, he's got to resign. We can't have somebody who is corrupt and compromised running the Republican Party. Lake told an NBC reporter after President Trump's New Hampshire primary victory party. The recording first reported by the Daily Mail 
purports to capture DeWitt offering Lake money in exchange for staying out of politics for two years. The authenticity of the recording cannot be verified yet by the Hill. Um, I, I'm searching on Twitter. I'm going to try to find the audio real quick and see if there's a condensed version. Guys, I got five minutes of audio here. I, I, I just don't want to. I'm yeah. not going to play five minutes, six Interesting, minutes I hadn't heard about that yet. I'm glad he called in. Yeah, it's very that. interesting. You know, sometimes, man, with Carrie Lake, look, I'm a big supporter of Carrie. I love Carrie. Uh, she is the female Trump, and she can slice like a ninja, cut like a razor blade. Um, but sometimes some of the some of the more less credible uh, right-wing sites mm-hmm. – are, are are all just so behind her, and they 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 print a lot of propaganda type stuff about her, yeah, because they're such big fans. And it's some stuff I just, when I first hear it, I'm like, let me do my own verification on it. But I, this appears to be very credible. I mean, I've, I heard Tim Pool and a bunch of other people last night who I who I trust talking about it too. Okay, yeah. So very, the hills usually pretty reputable too if they're pulling it yeah. up, you know. So yeah, I mean, you know, people can have their biases, but you know, as long as you tell the truth, I can decipher the right. biases. All right, uh, Sean, let's shift gears. Did we clear up everything on the last run? Yeah, I think so. Let's shift gears to the border. Okay. I think this is very interesting. <clears throat> so I'm going to give people the layman's version of this. Texas has been putting barbed wire down there to keep as many illegals from crossing as possible. The federal government sued them because they didn't want the barbed wire there. Because they want in as many illegals as illegals as possible, basically. Texas and Attorney General Ken Paxton have pretty much told them to kick rocks. They're going to keep barbed wire down there. Federal government went down there to remove it. Texas put it right back up. Let's just for this for the sake of semantics, let's say that's exactly kind of what's going on in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about potential escalation because. Are, are we are we are we approaching bleeding Kansas here? What, what do you mean? Uh, you know, bleeding Kansas the seven years before the Civil War. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, are, are are we in the bleeding Kansas phase of pre-Civil War here? I mean, this is an escalation um, of the state state sovereignty versus the federal government. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think this will probably get resolved, you know, um, one way or the other. I mean, it just uh, – obviously, I mean, Texas is upset because, you know, the, I think we've discussed many times the federal government's not controlling the border, right? I mean, but Supreme Court has said, you know, hey, look, that is in the federal government's purview. I don't know if they actually put a decision. I think this is like one of those shadow dockets where they just, you know, put a brief order in. I think that's correct. I briefly read about it. but And so there's not actually a decision from the Supreme Court, just an order. I think that's right. Well, let's talk about it as if it's right. Okay. I think it makes for an interesting conversation. Yeah. The uh, I, I want to play this forward a little bit. I want to make sure I articulate this well because it's going to make some people pick between the gu- the, the the military and and their state. Okay. Or, so the, let's just say Texas has the National Guard down there. Yeah. The federal government sends the military down there. I mean, I think the federal government can nationalize the can nationalize the national or whatever or federalize or whatever. They, I think they can do that. And then yeah. it kicks down to the sheriff. I mean, it's, it's going to get to a point of chicken where somebody does something, and then what happens? I mean, I mean is it an insurrection? 
I don't. I just don't see like if so. If they federalize the National Guard, right? I, that's they can do that. Right? I think I'm right on that. I, I'm just not 100. I wasn't. I wasn't in the National Guard. I was in the Marines. So I don't know how that works. The National Guard. But at what point is the citizenry allowed to fight? I mean, you think the citizens are going to get up and start fighting? I mean, we 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 tried to protect us on January 6. I don't. I don't, I mean, I don't know that they're going to. You know, if the uh, military's down there, they're going to take their shotguns and go, go into a war. But, I mean, I think it's going to get resolved. Uh, you know, I, do, I, I mean, I understand Texas's point here, but the Supreme Court has, you know, ruled, and this is what, you know, this is what they ruled. You know, there's other ways, processes to, to, to fix this, and that's what I think they're trying to do in Congress right now. I don't know. I think we're going to Civil War. I, I hope think, not, Clay. I, I mean, think, I, I hope not. I hope that's Texas. not happening, you know. I mean. I think but, it starts in Texas. You know, it does make for an interesting debate from the conservative side. Is you know we're we're known to be very pro military and and all that stuff, but if Biden sends the military to Texas to allow for an open border, my 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 support of the military is waning. Yeah, if if, if they if they at that point have turned against Americans, right? Well, I it's going to put some people in a difficult. In a difficult it's, position. The issue, I think, also is, I mean, because this is a, you know, everybody knows that there's a problem at the border. I mean, it really, you know, nobody's, I don't, unless you're just really crazy, like nobody's saying, oh, man, this is like really working out well. I mean, it's, it's been, it's a massive problem that's not being fixed, you know, that's not. And I know they're trying in Congress to do it. Now, there's other things about that that's interesting where some, and I think the Republicans, some of them don't want to pass stuff because they want to wait until Trump's in power. And then, you know, they think it'll help Biden and vice versa. So it's a lot of politics being played. And no one's really saying like, okay, what do we do today to fix this issue, which nobody seems to be doing. Um, the uh, you know, so so yeah, so you got an issue like that. I kind of made the analogy last night to you about during um, when Brown when Brown versus Board of Education was passed, and the South was um, trying to prevent the integration of the schools, which actually didn't occur until like 1971. Brown was handed down in 1954. Uh, there was you know several altercations with federal marshals during those you know decades. So I don't know if you'd have something like that happen here, I guess that's possible. So then it's going to default to the sheriffs if that ends up happening. Can the can the military arrest? Does federal Trump state on everything? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, if they're, they're blocking the military from, you know, a, a lawful Supreme Court order, yeah, I mean, I think they probably could. I don't know what the procedure for that is. Though. Blocking the military from breaking the law? Let's take a break real quick. You know, We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, advanced tree, advanced tree care. I'm sorry. 601-455-TREE. 601-455-TREE. You're probably going to need some tree service done by the end of this weather we got going here. 40 years they've been in business. Locally owned, locally operated. That's a, that is a trend with our advertisers here. Locally owned, locally operated licensed, bonded, and insured tree surgeon. Any kind of tree work you need done. From cutting them down to hauling them off to trimming them the whole nine yards, they can do it all. Storm cleanup, debris cleanup, everything. Advanced Tree Care 601-455-TREE. Let's take a call here, Sean. Yeah. Thank you for staying on hold. You're on there. 
Good morning, John. What's the gentleman? He's a prosecutor. The gentleman, what's your name, son? Sean. Okay, you're attorney? Yep. You're, I mean, do you work, you're a public attorney or you work private? I, I work for myself, yeah. I'm a law firm. Let me ask you something. Hey, this for Clay, too. I, I noticed that when we deal with white conservative radios, they never get to the heart and the meat of the mouth. As a chief investigator for GSAP, when you're talking about immigration, what is the heart of the mouth? The fact is, immigration raised, do your research, raised $555 billion. I mean, it's basically the money machine for the uh, military-industrial complex. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has, in a way, the way people feel about what's going on in the country. And secondly, Sean and, and Mr. and uh, the other guy, uh, why don't y'all take a trip to Chicago like I did and uh, go on the north side? I don't have a death well, wish. I don't even go to Jackson, much less Big Jackson. I'm telling you, you what, what I'm saying is, there's a correlation here. You would see that the, the, the Hispanic population has got to be cartel money. Man, they built these big, nice condos, and they bought everything from North Chicago to the South. I know because I went there, and the cartel stopped me. And I was like, hey, man, I'm not into that. It's probably because where I was dressed. Well, dressed they tried to get uh, you to be a drug runner or something? Huh? Huh? The cartel stopped you? What, did they want to, like, go into business? Yeah, or? man, the okay. cartel stopped me. He was in this big old F-350 with the horns, man, you know. And he said, we bought two, two. all of this here. And he said, if you want drugs, you buy from us. And I was like, hey, man, I'm just looking for some some uh, tacos and some some what-to-cones. You know what I'm saying? Wait, so the and drug dealer was, walked man, up to you and, and just said, hey, you want to buy some drugs? Man, the guy said, that never happens to me. You can tell he was a big time. <laughs> I mean, he had a, a big horn. looked like ivory horns on his truck with gold tips. I mean, everybody was like, it was like we were in Mexico. And, and, and I was like, man. Where, where are all the blacks? Where the whites at? You know, and, and and you can walk. I'm telling you, go there. You can walk from the north side to the south side. You don't need a car. And they bought everything. I mean, so Mexicans. Mexicans they, even putting our drug dealers out of business. Yeah, <laughs> they're taking jobs from honest American drug dealers. Taking the jobs, That's why you have this over the border thing because you know who's going to fight China? Who might mean the cartel? Donald Trump. Man, you crazy? You think you're going to fight the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians all at once? You have got to be delusional and dropping warheads on foreheads. It's coming. I just we want to hear more about that. these drug dealers coming out to you offering dope. <laughs> we don't want that. We need peace and prospect. What we need to deal with is high-level knowledge. Because all I'm getting from the conservative base, and we, as we take back our party, because it was started by the Freeman Bureau and abolitionists. So black people, listen up. Martin Luther King was a Republican. We got to stop going, stealing this, going back to stealing that, going. We have to deal with the Republican Party and independent voting so we can get what we want. Because 26% or higher is going to vote for Donald Trump. He will not be able to get in office. Now it's time to let's talk. Just like we have bricks, 
It's time to talk. And GSACP will be leading the charge. So we, we're going to be putting it on whatever because it's time out for the food. And we're going to have to have trade agreements within our own sector of people. Like in Africa, it's not uh, it's common sense, people. We got the, the gold, the diamond, everything you see come from that country. We cannot continue to let European countries steal the resources of our great forefathers, and we sitting there poor as hell. That's not even right no more. <laughs> oh, All right, Donald Ma- Trump, Master listen D, th- to me. Hey, I, listen to me. Bye, Master D. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. I, I'm sure something he said that was right. I don't even yeah. – I do find the – the putting our good, honest American drug dealers out of business. Yeah. You know. That is, that's, I mean. That's yeah. the war I want to see pop off. There's going to be a, like a drug dealers local one-on-one union, you know. Like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna see they're a, taking a vote. Like, we're going to keep the Mexicans out. You know, they're taking our business. Uh, I want to see mm. our, our Jacksonian uh, thugs up against the cartel. <laughs> like, I just, I just want them to have, like, a union hall and meetings on this. Like, what are we going to do to stem I mean, this? I, remember, we actually had this conversation. <laughs> One time, it's like, who do you think could do more damage, Hamas and Jackson, or Jackson and or Jackson and Palestine? Jackson and Palestine, <laughs> like you know, we uh, it's like the drug dealers are signed a NAFTA agreement. <laughs> you yeah. know, they can come over here and just sell drugs. The drug de- the local drug dealers are now really upset. The IBU, <laughs> IBE, whatever. I'm not a union guy. I don't know. Somebody needs to put this in Congress. We got to protect our local drug dealers. Come on. All right, let's let's read a few texts here, man. You guys, I, y'all been on fire with the text messages this morning, but sometimes we get the conversation flowing, and it's just it. it I can't I can't read all the texts. Um, Brad says on the Guns and Gear text line, if Biden sends the U.S. Army to Texas to allow the invasion of the border to continue unabated, he will be trounced in November, like Reagan ran over Carter in '80 or Nixon over McGovern in '72. And I guess that is kind of the thing you hope for. Is like you said, Sean, you thought it would get worked out. Mm. Is that you can drag it out far enough before it gets uber, uber ugly. When I know it's ugly down there, but I'm saying between the state and the federal government before yeah. it gets, for the lack of a better word, physical. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Thanks for y'all sending for all, all the texts and a lot of pictures of stuff out there. I'm going to steal some of these and post them. Job says, uh, there was an accident last night in Jackson around 6 p.m. Another car full of people drugged out of their minds. Hit the roundabout at the intersection of Capitol and West. Went airborne, landed, and turned around and crashed into another car parked beside the Episcopal Church. I do have the photos. I am going to be doing an F'd around and found out video about that later. <laughs> Reagan can says, enough, Master D. Take your meds. All right, we've got to take a break. Reagan can, I do apologize for not reading all your text on air today, brother. I will reply to these um, off air. Thank you for taking the time to write. Such a well long thought out text. We'll be right back with Sean Yurk Ron. Real quick before we get out of here today, happy 75th birthday to my dad. Oh, happy birthday. Mr. Roy. So if y'all see the old Santa Claus looking rascal today, tell him happy birthday. And uh, he's still kicking, man. Kicking good at 75. If it wasn't raining so bad, I didn't feel guilty dragging my folks out in this weather. I would take him to lunch today, but I am uh, not going to drag him out of the house to do that. Uh, Apparently, from the looks of my security cameras at the house, I need to get out, get home and put these sandbags out. Um, my house does not typically flood, but it's at the the backyard. It's kind of the house behind me is on a hill, 
So when it rains, all the water kind of comes down, and it gets pretty close to my back door. I have some concerns about how close it's going to get to my back door today. So I may be, I may be on a flood flood patrol all day anyway. But happy birthday to my dad! Thanks everybody that texted in today on the Guns and Gear text line. Uh, thank you for the couple phone calls we got. Uh, Master D, I tried calling five times, but I just kept putting him on hold and kept forgetting he was there. So my apologies to Master D. We do appreciate, even though he's. Uh, comes across half crazy. I do appreciate the fact that he listens and calls in and engages with the show, whether I always agree with him or not. I mean, I just I think his stories are interesting. I didn't know that drug dealers just came up to you and offered dope up. I never heard that. I, don't know, I never. You was going to search them out. It was never that easy for me. <laughs> no, me either. It's like you got to look for them. Like if somebody ever did, I would be pretty sure they're the police. That's what I would have thought. Like some yeah. guy trying to sell me drugs. I'm like, yeah, you're definitely the cops. Uh, <laughs> you know. Speaking of speaking of that, real quick, as we log off here, I had a great show yesterday about drug recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, great testimony from from Michael Partridge. Recommend going and checking that out on the podcast. I will see you guys back tomorrow, weather pending. Check out the podcast. Follow me online. I'm doing multiple videos a day. Sean, thank you. Thanks.